श्री नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजगभन विद्यावाद गुड़ी अति चातुर राम काज करिबे को आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनिबे को रसिया तबन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरी दिखाव बिकट रूप धरी लंक जराव भीम रूप धरी असुर सहारी राम चंद्र के काज सवारी लाय सजीवन लखन जियाय श्री रघुबीर हर शिओर लाय रघुपति की बहुत बढ़ाई तुम बप्रिय भरत सब भाई सहस बदन तुम रोज गावे अस कही श्रीपति कंठ लगावे सर का दिख ब्रह्मादि मुनीसा नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जब कुबेर दिख पाल जहाते कभी को पिद कही सके कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव ही की धा लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जुग सहस्त्र जो जद पर भानु लीलोता मधुर फल जानु प्रभु पुत्र का बली मुख बाही जल्दी लागी गए चरज नाही दुर्गम काज जगत के चेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम रे तेते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारी हो तज्ञा बेनु पैसारी सब सुख लहे तुम्हारी शरणा तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज सवारो आपे तीनो लोक हाकते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट रही आवे महावीर जब नाम सुनावे नासे रोग हरे सब पीरा जपत निरंतर हनुपत बीरा संकट ते हनुमान छुड़ावे बल क्रम बचन ध्यान जो लावे सब पर राम तपस्वी राजा तिन के काज सकल तो बसाजा और मनोरथ जो कोई लावे सोई अमित जीवन फल पावे चारो जुग पर ताप तुम्हारा है पर सिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु सत्य के तुम रखवारे असुर निकंदन राम दुलारे अष्ट सिद्धि दौनिधि के दाता अस पर दीन जान की माता राम रसायन तुम रे पासा सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुम रे भजन राम को पावे जनब जनब के दुख बिसरावे अंत काल रघुबर पुर जाय जहा जन्म हरि भक्त कहाय और देवता चित्त 
तदरही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख करही संकट कटे बिटे सब पीरा जो सुबिरे हनुमत बल बीरा जय 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 हनुमान गोसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की लाय जो सत बार पाठ करे कोई छूट ही बंदी बहा सुख होई जो यह पढ़े हनुमान चालीसा होए सेती साकी गौरी सा तुलसीदास सदारी चेरा की जे नात हे देव हेरा पवतने संकट हरण भगल बूरती रूप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बरो भसो सुर भूप सियावर राम चंद्र की जय उपति महादेव की जय पवन सुत हनुमान की जय बोलो रे भाई सब सदर की Now today's story <coughs> is very beautiful. If we look at the sequence in Shrimad Bhagwat Mahapurana, we will see that nowhere they have asked us to leave our responsibility, and again and again, they are telling us that there are four ashrams, and each ashram has its decorum, and each ashram should be lived, and then you should go on to the next ashram. and each ashram is a preparation for the next ashram unless and until we have done our uh, kgs and our grade ones and all can we actually immediately do grade 12 some yes maybe they have some prarabdha some previous jan sanskars due to which they are already there we'll see that also but most of us we have to go step by step right so each ashram is the preparation for the next ashram so brahmachari ashram prepares us for the grihast ashram the grihast ashram prepares us for the vanaprast ashram and the vanaprast ashram prepares us for the sanyas ashram why is vanaprast ashram between the grihast ashram and the sanyas ashram because the bonds of attachment are difficult to break right the way we are living our dincharya everything is very difficult to change suddenly so they have given you a phase where you physically move away and later when you are ready to you move into sanyas ashram so very thoughtfully each ashram has been built rishabdev like all the other kings who have done so far in all the entire bhagwat after he lived the life of a grihast ashram and his children were ready to take over his responsibilities and his duties he went or to the vadaprast ashram and then followed by the sanyas ashram so when he left he had 100 sons and he left his kingdom to bharat the oldest of them all because 81 of them actually directly went into the brahmin preaching at sanyasa and the rest of them out of them died again were again not inclined towards the material world so how many were left around died so out of which one was made the supreme ruler and all the other brothers were instructed to help him 
it ruling the country. Now, Bharat, we all know that Bharat, our name, does not come from the later Bharats we have seen. It comes from this particular king, Rishabdev's son, and he is ruling in that generation where it has just started. And Bharat, initially there was Jambudweep, right? It was only one big mass of island. It was known as the Jambudweep. Who split it? We saw who is splitting it, who is riding on his chariot and chasing the sun to change the working of the sun, isn't it? He just wanted to change it totally, so he was chasing it. Which king was this? Who was chasing the sun? Huh? Not Parikshit. Parikshit and Shukdevji, right now we are saying. Let's test. That Parikshit was chasing the, the he atta- attacked the person who was chasing the cow. Uh-huh. But who was chasing the sun? Last class, before that we have done the story of this king. And he is again in the lineage of Agnidhar, Dabhi, followed by... Huh? Was it Agnidhar? Or was it Dabhi? Or was it... Prithvi. Was it Rishabdev? Rishabdev. Yeah, Rishabdev. Was it Rishabdev? Who was chasing the sun was Rishabdev. It was Rishabdev only. Was it? Was it Rishabdev? 100% sure? That's what we have done last week. Yeah. So he was chasing the sun. For the past two sessions, we have been doing Rishabdev only. So it was Rishabdev who was chasing the sun and he wanted to change the time, right? He wanted to conquer it. So when he chased the sun through the pressure of his wheels, what happened? The continent, one mass, which was known as the Jambu Dweep, was divided into seven major dweeps. And all the lakes and rivers and everything was formed. So, this particular mass of land, called Ajanab, after that, started being called as Bharat Varsh. So, the current India was named Bharat. So, it was one of the parts of the major Jambu Dweep, which was being ruled by all of them. So after his chariot chased, that name, that particular thing, uh, island or that continent, not even the continent, that particular slab of land was known as Ajadab. And later when Bharat came to rule after Rishabdev, the name became Bharat Varsh. Varsh is the island or the division of land, not year. Okay. So, this land, why was he named after Bharat? Because he was so divine and pious that his rule was, I think, even better, better than Ram Rajya. Because Ram ruled in Treta. He was this, uh, Bharat is ruling somewhere in Satyug, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Initial days when the earth is just coming in place, that is when he is ruling. It is said that it was so pious. He himself, as a leader, was so pious that his praja was each as good as Ram. Every citizen was nothing less than Ram. There was no theft, no burglary, no negative tendencies in anybody who was the citizen and the follower of Bharat. Such was his rule. And he later married the daughter of Vishwarupa, whose name was Panchajani. Panchajani, she gave birth to five sons. Again, each of the five sons were no less than Bharat himself. 
because every generation is guarding the character of the further generation they have nothing else in their mind because they know that their job is to create right to populate the world and they are very cautious about what kind of population what kind of people they want to leave behind when they go so right from brahma ji to manu and shatrupa to all utanpath and down to rishabdev rishabdev was vishnu himself they say to bharat all have been actually guarding as if you know there's a storm outside and how do you guard the lamp you protect it right very suppose somebody puts a sword on your head this happened to uh, one of the kings right we have done the story that if somebody puts a sword on your head and says okay now you walk around it happened to actually vyasa sadesh shukdev ji right it happened to shukdev ji only and we have done the story before in the initial days shukdev ji vyas ji said now you have to go and get uh, knowledge from raja janak now shukdev ji he says me and i go to that grihast raja janak who is living in all the opulence what i am better than him in any way so why should i go so till this attitude was there raja janak did not even let him into his site or into his court or into his vicinity he was asked to stay outside and that also next to garbage. the garbage and the garbage would be thrown and all that would be done and he would be made to sit there and after where he's calm down because see unless it until you're full of ego nothing is going to go into your head so raja janak did not go to waste his energies on shukdev ji so he said let him get free of his ego first so sitting next to the garbage for such a long duration and vyas ji not let, letting shukdev ji into the house again till he get the knowledge mellowed him down a bit and there were a lot of episodes that happened so when he went in he started looking at shukdev uh, raja janak and his opulence and he thought ki ye kaise bhagwan ka naam leta hoga you know what he is so distracted there is so much going on in his life so raja janak said okay let's do this and this test was done by raja janak's guru on him also so it was a test so he said okay this is oil this is oil fill to the brim and now you walk around with it and behind you there will be this man walking with a sword the minute one drop spills your head will be chopped right so shukdev ji said okay so he walked around the entire day with this bowl of oil in his hand knowing that the minute something is dropped his head would be chopped and raja janak to distract him put on a great show the markets were decorated music was going on there were so many beautiful sights to see and shukdev ji here knew that if at all his mind goes here and there the oil will spill of course it will spill right you cannot do multitasking is something that we cannot do very easily or we should we genuinely cannot do so he looked at it and he kept walking the entire day and after the day he came to raja janak and he gave this to him and he said oh, enough and the sword man with the sword walked away and he said so did you enjoy my city did you see everything that was going around he said enjoy your city i did not hear a single thing i was so focused and concentrated on this bowl of oil he said but you were walking around the city where everything was happening how is it possible that you did not see the minute this question was asked shukdev ji's ego vanished 
he touched the feet of Raja Jadak. That what a divine soul. He had his mind totally on God, knowing that time can come any time. You know, you can be slaughtered. No, you never know whether you have a second or a nanosecond or less than that probably to live. Then how can you let your mind deviate thinking that you have hundreds of years? So he said, I always have that sword on my head that keeps me focused on my path. What is the path? No. To know our divinity or reach the Lord is the only aim of human birth. So in spite of doing everything that I do, I don't let that sword leave me. You know, I always know that there is a sword on my head and this human birth is precious. I am a king, so I have to do everything that I have to do. But my mind is always connected to the divine. And such was the generation of Bharat, where everybody's mind was connected to the divine. They were doing what they had to do. They were doing their duty of populating the world by the likes of Ram and Rishabdev. Ram will also come in their generation. Krishna will also come as their descendant, right? So they were guarding their character and their nature and trying to be as pious as possible so that the next, the offspring is of that quality and standard. When this can happen, when we breed the cows, this happens when we are breeding the plants, right? Is quality ka aam hai, is quality ka aam hai. Itta dhyan rakha gaya isko karne mein. The same thing happens to human beings because we are no different from the environment and the nature. We are just another plant in this nature. So if it is so, so happens with the plants, it happens with us and our offsprings also. Exceptions can always be there. But we have a duty to work on the controllables and not let the uncontrollables give us an excuse. So again, Bharat was born, he got married, he had five children and he ruled so well that it was better than Ramraj. Time came and he saw that 10 million years went away. And when 10 million years went away, he sat and thought that probably I have exhausted all the merits I had earned in the previous life and it is time to leave all this because my children are ready. All my five sons are ready. They are capable of ruling the kingdom on their own. My need is no more there. So it is time for me to depart to the Vanaprast Ashram. Thinking of this, Sri Bharat, he left. He handed over the kingdom to his sons. The entire kingdom of the earth was handed over and he departed to the have you know, right, there is this Chandaki liver where uh, Shaligrams are found. Mm. That spot is said to be very precious. Shaligram is nothing but Lord Vishnu himself. Oh. And even today they say that the Lord himself blesses the people who are there with giving them darshan in various forms, even till date. And Shaligram breathes. We all know that Shaligram is a stone which breathes. And if you have a Shaligram in the house... A total decorum has to be followed of seva because that shaligram is alive. But how does it breathe? Like, no, I, I didn't understand that. Shaligram is said to be a stone. All stones breathe. See, I heard that if you put some milk or something, it serves or something. So like it's that. alive. And shaligram, most of the shaligrams have different, different chinnas. And we have done the story of the shaligram when we did Ramayana. Initial days of Ramayana. We did it in detail if uh, it has been many years now, two years back. But that stone... If you want, I'll look up the synopsis and send it again. So that stone is said to be alive. And in that area, till date, Vishnu will come and give darshan to a sadhak, a devotee who is truly seeking him 
will get his darshan. That is what is said. So now Bharat went there, and again he did not go next to any ashram, right? But he looked at the ashram and he took a little small spot next to it where he was secluded, and he started doing his tapa next to the river, sitting there, doing his tapa austerities at the utmost. He had broken all ties of attachment with his family, his kingdom, his wife. <coughs> Everything that he owed, and now his state of meditation was so high that he felt himself that the destiny was not very far. The self would reveal the self very soon. So one day he was there, sitting next to the river where there were a lot of shaligrams. Sitting there, he was sitting there for two two and a half hours, just chanting the Mahabhadra Om, lost in his thoughts. Looking at the river and chanting Om for two two and a half hours, constantly not distracted by anything. But suddenly, he saw a small deer, not a small deer, a mummy deer. She came and she was drinking water. And while she was drinking water, she must have strayed away from the herd because mostly they walk around in herds. A lion roared. and the roar was so loud and the lion was about to pounce on her when she took a leap and she leaped from one bank to the other and on the course of the leap she was expecting a little baby the baby got detached from her womb and on during the leap she just gave birth the baby fell into the stream she landed on the other side out of fear out of fatigue out of that trauma the minute she landed on the other side She died, and now Bharaji is a witness to the entire scene, and he sees that little baby of this doe, that little baby deer, is being flown away by the river. Bharaji, like any other sage would do, jumped and took the deer out, nurtured the deer back to health, and he started taking care of the deer. So much so that he got so attached to the deer. That he forgot his sadha. Taking care of the deer was, of course, good, but he totally forgot what was his purpose. The ties of kith and kin and family and children is so difficult to break. He was able to break that, and over here he tied himself to another knot, and he got so attached to the deer, thinking of it as mine, my baby, my child. It is my duty to protect him. It is me who has to look after him. He depends totally on me, and forgetting everything else, this was the Bharat as a king. Also, he was known to do multiple yagnas all the time. And in the yagna, what would Bharat do is there was no mindness in it. When he would do the yagnas, when you are offering the yagna, the sacrifice god of yagna is Sri Vishnu, and he would offer all that was. Through Vishnu and all the blessings that were coming from the yagna, he would direct it back to Vishnu. So he would keep doing yagnas without taking it anything for himself, not even considering the oblation as his, nor even the blessing as his. Such was his level even when he was a ruler and when he was doing the yagna. So mostly we'll see that offerings are gone to Indra or some other things, but to think of it in a greater depth, Bhagavatam tells us that who is Indra. What is the oblation? What are the sabagri that is being offered, and who is the person who is doing the yagna? Is it is are these three different? Indra is also Sri Hari, the offering is also Sri Hari, 
the sacrifice and fire fire is also shri hari the person who is doing the sacrifice is also shri hari so his state of awareness bharat state of awareness that everything is shri hari was there so he would never take anything from the yagna he would do the yagna and offer everything say tera tujhko arpan and even the blessing he'll pass it back and this same bharat got so attached to this dear that his routine got totally disturbed there is a decorum that a sage follows there is a decorum that a tapasvi follows he would not there are at all allotted times right it is like it has to be this much time has to be given for this this much time has to be given for meditation this much time has to be given for japa everything got lost all he could think of was the deer whether the deer has eaten and while doing his yagna also he look up and see oh my deer is well oh my deer is so cute just imagine mother earth is blessed to have the deer's feet on the on her right now and then he'll say oh hope my deer is protected hope the lions don't eat it and then he look around and again do the yagna don't focus on the yagna while doing his chants the deer would sometimes wander into the jungle right and while the deer is not there wandering into the jungle the bite will be fixed on the deer only i hope my deer is fine i hope my deer has not been tortured i hope my deer does not get lost i hope my deer would come back till the deer would come back so much of love matlab the total mind was totally focused on the deer whether the deer was there with him or not what should i feed the deer what should i get for the deer and he thought that my total responsibility is towards this deer god has given me this deer and see it's a blessed act to take care of this deer it does not matter if i am not doing my tapa just imagine bharat he was better than this he was always better than this and time spares nobody like this time passed by and all he did in his days outside in vana prasth was being attached to this deer taking care of this deer thinking of this deer nothing else and time came when he had to leave the body everybody has to and when the time came he was crying and he was thinking who will take care of this deer and the deer like a very genuine son was looking at him and tears were shedding you know falling down the deer's face also and all bharat could think about was what will happen to this deer when i am gone who will take care of him my lovely child he is my child he is mine how will he survive without me the only thought he had while he was going away the only vision he had was of the deer and he passed away with this thought and it is said at the end whatever is your thought जैसी मन की स्थिति वैसी तुम्हारी गति ही वॉज बॉर्न एज अ डियर इन हिज नेक्स्ट बर्थ बट अगैन बिकॉज ही वॉज अ वेरी ग्रेट डिवोटी द मेमरीज ऑफ द प्रीवियस बर्थ डिट नॉट गो वे सी देर आर वेरी फ्यू पीपल इवन नाउ इन आर वर्ल्ड हु हैव मेमोरीज ऑफ देयर प्रीवियस लाइफ राइट बिकॉज द गॉड गॉड ग्रेस्ट हिम He said, "Let the memory be there, so that you don't make the same mistake again. Because when we don't have the memory, we keep going around in circles, making the same mistake again and again and again and again. And the chakra never ends, right? Jan, mamar, and jan, mamar, and different, different species, and again and again. 
because you're not blessed but there are certain people like shri m and a lot of sages who know their past who know their past mistake and this life they have been given the opportunity not to make it again so that they can move further so shri bharat remembered he said oh my god what did i do he looked around he said now i am a deer in spite of all that i knew i committed this blunder i broke all the biggest attachments in the world and came and got attached to this deer now taking care of the deer would have been okay right but why did i get attached to the deer why did i put all my focus on this deer i could have done something different right how could you do something different you'll say oh my god without that kind of focus you cannot bring up a child try not being there for the child a child without a mother also grows up very fine that is our satisfaction we think without me my child is not going to grow up very fine no he has his own prarabdha but again you cannot act thinking that he has his own prarabdha you have to do whatever you have to do but the child will go up grow up just fine and there will be two children who will grow up totally differently in spite of the same effort but again you have to do your effort knowing that maybe you won't make too much of a difference that the effort has to be done so this thing like once there was this uh, sage who would not open his mouth would be very quiet and uh, everybody respected him a lot they looked up to him and there was this young girl who had a boyfriend she fell in love with him and uh, before marriage because nobody accepted their uh, relation they had a child now when they had a child everybody found out kare this girl without marriage she had a child now the entire village knew that there was somebody this girl must have seen due to which the child is here now they tortured the girl they asked her who is it but this girl out of fear did not tell the name of that boy and they kept torturing her asking her who was he the boy was also there but she did not even look at him did not even open her mouth did not tell them whose child this ba- child this newborn was and then finally after constant pushing and uh, torturing and tormenting she just said this baby belongs to that sage <gasps> the people of the village were shocked this old man we thought he was a pious soul he looked so divine we prayed to him we joined and this is his child they said all the choicest of negative words to him they came and they dropped the girl and the baby said this is your baby you take care of him the sage looked at the girl the sage looked at the baby the sage looked at the people the sage looked at the boy because he knew because he used to live in the outskirts and this boy and girl would meet in the outskirts the sage looked at everybody he took the baby and again he was abused people would call him names this girl was made to stay in the sage's house and he would never show any anger towards a girl also he took care of this little boy okay he never opened his silence he never justified to anybody he would do his duty he would take care of the child and one day this girl felt so guilty she went and she told her parents that this child does not belong to that pious sage it is so wrong of me to blame him this belongs to my friend here and the boy also wanted to own up because they did not want the sage to suffer and people to say negative things to him 
So after some years, she gathered the courage. They gathered the courage and okay, people accepted them. They went back and they apologized to the sage. Said, we are wrong. We took you wrong. And they took back the baby. They said, now give back the baby. The sage, with the same smile, gave back the child. And they went away. Now the sage could have said, no. So many years I've looked out of this boy from when he was only a few what, what few days old and now it has been so many years. I have been nurturing this boy. This boy is mine. How will I live without this boy? Nothing. As easily he had taken the boy that uh, with that much ease he gave him away and he sat back in his tapasya. Now Shibharat could have done the same thing with the yeah Kunti. So now Bharatji he looked around and he left his uh, dear parents, the dear, dear parents, and he came down to the same ashram, Pullaha Rishi's ashram, and uh, he knew that his body was not conducive for meditation. It is not possible, right? You know, Bharat cannot sit in that asana for a long time in a dear form. And he said, now what do I do? I have to wait till this body is let go and I get a body conducive for meditation. So the Bharat would stay around the ashram. But this time, he was so, so worried. Even as a deer, he would not go near to anybody. He was so afraid. If you are burned by hot milk, even if somebody gives you cold buttermilk, you will blow and then drink it, right? If your tongue has been burned, you never know, right? It is white, it is white. What if? So he would maintain a distance. He did not want to give any way to attachment. And But he would get eat whatever was given. He would listen to the Hari Katha staying around the ashram and he said I have to wait and what he would do was he would go into the what water and then sometimes wait for the time of his death because it is said that if your body is half in water when you are passing away it is a good state it is called the ardhajala state when your body is half in water and half outside it is a state which is more conducive for you to have a higher birth so he would time and again go there and stand in the water Half. Stand in the water. Half and wait. So all he'd do is listen. But he would not go close to anybody because he was so scared. And he would go and stand in the water. Ki whenever I go, let me at least go like this. And he would literally tell himself, oh my God, what a blunder. I left my children and I got attached to this deer and look at my stithi now. But it's okay. He was still preparing for the next birth. Just imagine. And he was very scared of attachment. He feared it. So he would again. So time came. And luckily, when he was in that Ardhajala state, he got rid of this dear body. And he was born into the family of a Brahmin. Now this Brahmin was, the name of the Brahmin is not given. But this Brahmin himself was from the lineage of sage Angira. So it was a divine family that he had got a birth in. This Brahmin had two wives. Two wives. Now the first wife gave birth to nine boys. Very, very apt. And the second wife gave birth to one, Arbharat, and another girl. So this Brahmin was very nice, very pious. And he treated all his children, all ten of them, equally. And he would share and impart the knowledge of the Shastras to all of them. 
Now nine boys, sorry, eleven children. Nine boys and this girl, girl of course at that time I don't know. It is not mentioned, but these nine boys took the knowledge of the shastras very very well. But Bharat, in this birth also, had the memory of that birth when he was a deer, and that birth when he was King Bharat, and what had happened to him, and he told himself as a baby, this attachment is dangerous. I was so close. to liberation and i got attached to a deer i will not get attached to anybody so what do i do i won't even open my mouth he started behaving from the very young age as a dumb dull with somebody who could not comprehend somebody who could not talk somebody who had no sense at all because he did not want what happens is when somebody likes you you get attached to that person right but when you behave in this manner and people start scolding you neither will they get attached to you nor you will right but the father was very nice in spite of all this drama that bharat would do or being a dull wit this father would get him and say now sit down and chant now this bharat would not chant years went by now the nine brothers they become good shastris they knew everything in the shastra and this bharat could not even recite Gayatri mantra properly after so many years, but again the poor father who loved him so much did not give up. There are a lot of sanskars. What now we do is very few sanskars. You know we'll do that sanskar of marriage or garbha, but from the beginning till the end there are various sanskars, from the an to the vidya to the janehu everything we miss everything else. But one sanskar which is very important is the sanskar of marriage. when all the other sanskars are not important why is the sanskar of marriage so important many of the sages ask you know is like you're missing all the trail which has to be done before directly you say nahi nahi shaadi to karni padegi ye bahut zaruri hota hai to baaki sab ka kya hua you know sometimes i think you know now the children should turn back and ask when you're asking me to get married what about the other sanskars you have not given me any now you're insisting i get married you did not even prepare me for the krista ashram i wish the younger generation would have this knowledge and turn to the parents and say you forgot all the other sanskars now you have no right to tell me what to do i hope we are able to generate such a younger generation so again now the father said ki shaadi wadi to honi nahi hai iski right whatever it is so let me at least get him into that get him that janehu at least somehow so he did this sanskar and for that sanskar he had to learn the gayatri mantra which he kept teaching which he never learned but any which ways the father was like it's okay he got him that janehu somehow somehow now bharat he did not he would not even talk to his dad he would not even go close to his mother he would sit in a distance if they gave him food he would eat if they did not give him food he won't time went by and the father passed away and the mother the younger one of the two whose son bharat was nobody knows what was bharat's name in this birth so he is famously known as jada bharat jada bharat because that is you know so jada bharat so father passed away the mother handed over these two children to the elder wife and she also left her body with her husband for a while even the elder brothers tried now elder brothers were very good in shastras they knew the vedas in and out but they were not as good as bharat they knew the vedas they knew the rituals but they did not have any knowledge of the self and bharat 
did not want to know the vedas did not want to know the rituals but knew the self but thinking that because he has not learned anything he is jada they first tried and later they started giving him menial work go to the uh, field and plow the field now bharat would not even know whether the field is plowed or not he would not even know whether the land is even or not to this extent he was a jada or he behaved like being a jada so eventually the nine brothers and their wives started mistreating him getting irritated so when they would shout at him he would just walk out of the house go sit in a corner let their anger get settled and then come back home whatever he was given he would eat if he had to beg for his food he would beg and eat if they would give him <coughs> scrapings from below the pot you know the rice stuck on the pot he would eat that if they would give him cook for him from the grains which were eaten by the moms he would eat that if they would not give him anything he would drink water and sleep and he was made given the duty to stay outside the house take care of the fields okay so he would just do that not bothered not angry with their behavior he had no emotions whatsoever determined not to get attached in any way whatsoever he would sit there look at the fields when one day he got kidnapped now who would kidnap this jada bharat we would think right what value does he have he is a dull with right if you have some value if you have some brains so the people will come and kidnap you from the worldly perspective he is stupid useless now the people who kidnapped him did not have any use for him but to sacrifice him actually there was the head of their tribe who wanted to have a son and he was a bhakt of chandi kali so he said i'll give a human sacrifice so i'll have a human son so apparently the man who they had caught for the sacrifice escaped so at night when they went around looking they saw the stout bharat he was stout and sturdy and you know below the layer of the dirt which he had he was brilliant he said oh this is a strong sacrifice so they tied him now jada bharat he did not even resist he got tied he was sitting here he went and sat there they bathed him he said nila do as per the rituals again they put chandan on him theek hai they fed him he ate aram se he is looking and everything is being done all the rituals and now this jada bharat was stout and strong is ready for sacrifice no emotions even then just imagine he knows that a big sword is coming his way he is sitting theek hai what now and when the person was about to raise the sword kali could not take it chandi kali she emerged from the statue blood thirsty not of bharat's blood but she took the sword she chopped the head of each and every person present there she said how could a devotee a knower of the self be tortured god can't take it if you torture his devotees huh? so he she took the sword and she slit you know slit all the swords and she drank their blood not only her but kali has a group of you know atmas and pretas they all enjoyed the feast they drank the blood they played with the heads and bharat again he was like what nothing no emotion whatsoever the devi is protecting him the devi is doing her tandav the devi is slaying and drinking nothing 
the devi did pranam to him and she saved him and she walked away jada bharat got up in the same state he also walked away as if nothing had happened kushri jada hai na jada bharat and he walked away we will not take it forward from here because now when he meets another king the lessons from bharat will start but it is i can't resist telling you that bharat again as he was walking away because of his stout body he met the soldiers of king what is his name the king's name is rahugana now king rahugana wanted to go to kapilamuni's ashram one of his uh, carriers of the palki got sick now they needed one more so again there was the stout healthy man walking around now palki chalana is nothing right you put it and walk so the soldiers caught him and they placed him there see from the house he was kidnapped was being offered to kali but again then again nothing happened he walked around now when they captured him jada bharat okay he stood and took the palki and he started walking now when he would walk he would not walk straight he would walk kabhi dhar kabhi udhar kabhi this and raghu rahugana would get all the jerks and bumps and he said what is this what nonsense and he kept scolding the soldiers and finally the soldiers said it is not us this man is not walking straight one person fell ill we thought that he is healthy and strong what is the rocket science in carrying a palki but he just does not walk straight he jumps here he jumps there and he walks it is not our fault it is his and rahu gana who was no other than the little baby deer in his last birth they say that that deer was supposed to have 100 births before he got the human birth that many births were left but because of the company of shri bharat immediately he got a human birth as a king known as raukan so he shouted at bharat and then bharat responded that entire conversation is so deep we'll take it as a session altogether but till here so from his house from the kingdom to the forest from the forest to being a deer from being a deer to being a brahmin's son jada bharat as a son then he became a field keeper from a field keeper to uh, offering for kali and now he is a carrying the palki of the same deer who he had nurtured rahugana rahugana shouting at him. this is story so far of shri bharat bharat that the bharat to jada bharat what are we taking away from the story what are we taking away from the story one thing is definitely that you know that uh, we're getting attached to the deer and you know that's like the uh, meeting from the own like you know, attachment attachment yeah, getting attached and also we have to be so much uh, so uh, alert that any time we can slip away even though we are just so near to our destination like bharat was uh, 
almost there yeah. he was there he he is such a great soul and when he can slip then who are we but what is this attachment so now how does this story apply in our life attachment how does this apply in our life where can you pictureize yourself in the story i could only relate to the kids i could yeah. only relate to the kids in the house but mainly to the kids you know it's yeah. like oh my god what amount of attachment mm. isn't it yeah and then when you said that you know even kids who don't have mothers also grow up yes mm. and then i'm like okay yeah so this is what and I they have. grow up well yeah. they grow up very well yeah. like there have been children who have been raised by animals they did well Yes, there are so many Google. Prarabd is what is already written. What is our uh, some not destiny? We'd say, "Ye mera prarabd tha." Like uh, this was my. This was ordained for me. You have already worked for it, and this was something which you were going to get any which ways because you have already performed for it. I won't say destiny because you have already worked for it. so this is your prarabd this is something you were to be given in this birth because you have already worked for it and many a times you'll say it is not yours it is their prarabd many a time you'll hear this word from the saints they use this word prarabd ki they have worked for it so they are getting it it was not your prarabd that you are doing all this it is this soul's prarabd this soul wanted this environment hence Yes. So don't get that ego that you are getting that soul on the path. This soul's prarabd is getting you on the path. So you'll hear the saints using the word prarabd. They have already worked for it. They would have. This was chosen for them. This is their prarabd. So whenever we think now we are doing something for the children, we should remind us probably it was their prarabd that we are getting the benefit of. It was their hard work. They have already worked for it. They had secured it. this is what i want we decide what we want right we can say oh my god why is this happening to me you chose it now you have forgotten about it you are getting what you worked for and what you chose if your life is miserable that was your choice you are by your previous choice with the people you are with right now you have forgotten so everything that is happening to us is our choice and whatever we have done before is being so yes back to attachment because that is very very essential attachment where do we see us and how do we get out of this attachment is it possible many will say it's not possible is humanly impossible is it possible to not be attached yet perform duties perform duties so yeah the first story was uh, was very good and useful also for me like you have to keep your focus <coughs> on the bowl <coughs> you have you you have your attachment right you can't snap it you're born with it rather and then but the focus is there and you walk you're, you're not born with the attachments you're born with the situations, situations you are in yeah. we develop attachments to it oh. right we are born with the people and the situation each one is in his own journey like we are sitting in the train we are in the same compartment when the station comes the person who is to get down on that station will get out and go we cannot say oh my god this is my family now you cannot get down on that station of course he'll get down this journey was only for this for to get from here 
to hear you start crying when the co-passenger is going down it is your problem usko to ho gayi uski journey he had come for a thing it has been achieved he is going simple that is death his journey is done his work is done he is going it was only this much but we get attached right so how silly would be a person who cries when every co-passenger gets down you can feel sad you can take the phone number somehow but you won't weep and cry and be broken right theek hai journey khatam jao but attached now if we take this world to be that journey only and everybody is in their own independent journey our children come through us they don't belong to us they have chosen their situation on for their journey this was a conducive environment hence they are here when their journey is done when your journey is done part ways finish when they deserve a different situation they'll go away no they'll have a different environment altogether so first thing is so they are born through us they do not belong to us for all you know they are elevated souls and you are trying to hit them and teach them ki tum aise karo so from the very beginning we have to remember that for all you know this soul could be a lot more divine than i am because it's an independent soul on an independent journey i have no right over that soul attachment back to attachment so yes so um a uh, one more thing in last week's forum somebody asked like for good uh, uh in a sunday forum somebody asked not uh, the sunday class the sunday forum there's another forum where the writers go so they asked you write good desires are better than bad desires and no desires are better than good desires right so how can we say what is good desire and what is bad desire how can we say what should we focus on right you say i'll focus on the oil and walk what is your definition of that oil if you're focusing on the wrong thing you're walking in the wrong direction right so what is that oil how do you know what do you have to focus on if we take that story as a benchmark so um of what i understood it as is that okay attachment for us is huge it's big yeah you've got to get attached to something even higher so that this पॉसिबल you can take care of them better than the way you are taking care of them right now because instead of being attached you can love them and you can start seeing the divinity in them how would you behave with a divine that is how you will behave with your children you'll respect them more you'll love them more you'll care for them more you will not expect from them you would want to give it to them right and you don't know no how long are they with on this journey right so if we say attachment is equal to love then we say no 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 baba if we are not attached we cannot do what we are doing for a family but if we say we cannot say attachment and love in the same breath you can still love something without being attached to it does it make more sense then as a mother when you can still be loving without being attached 
there was a house on fire and uh, the man said oh look there is a house on fire they're sh- they're showing that you know people on the radio it has been there and everything has burnt nothing is left poor man and he was drinking his uh, beer he was in a bar and uh, looking around and then suddenly one person came running he was calm and he was drinking eating his peanuts and looking around and talking and saying see the bar the house is on fire blah 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 suddenly some peon or servant comes running is sir come it is our house which is on fire oh the glass spill the nuts around he ran was the situation any different the house was on fire but the minute you attached my house is on fire your reaction to it changes so there are two elements to this one is attachment and love are not interchangeable attachment is bad love is good attachment if you don't have you might have attachment without love and love can happen without attachment also so if you are attached to your children that does not mean that you love them you are selfish every mother every father every brother every sister is selfish if you make that person an independent identity suppose whoever arjun if arjun is an independent identity identity without my son attached to it will you love arjun as much you love arjun because he is your son not because arjun is arjun so it's selfish suppose arjun was not your son so mother's love is not selfless mother's love is selfish unless and until that mother has reached that divine level of mine and thine does not matter he is he has come through me he is not mine and i have to look so after him sometimes no, i feel like no when the kid is uh, coughing or like no having a tough time like no sometimes i have this thing i'm tired i don't want to go sometimes and yeah. say, no no i have to because if, like no a soul or some you know yeah. is in pain uh, yes that's time. a very good way to look yeah. at it right that he needs my attention I don't have to go because I'm his mom, but yeah, he needs my attention. Mom, because I'm tired, I really don't want to go. But right. I push myself when I go. Right. So now we have to analyze when we look at the things around us. There are many stories, which can be said repeatedly. Thus, there was a story about the sage and the king. The sage came. He enjoyed the opulence. He stayed there. Everything. And the king said, "What is the difference between you and me? You're doing the same thing that I am doing. Exactly the same way. You're eating. You're drinking. You're sleeping. You're crying." He, the sage got up and he walked, he walked remember yeah, yeah, the king yeah. followed yes. after a distance the king said king sorry he said come now what is stopping you he said no i cannot go beyond this point i have to go back it is my kingdom my wife my children and the sage said that is the difference between you and me i don't have to go back so isn't it important to analyze do we love our children or are we attached to when you are attached to them you are bound when you love them you liberate them also and yourself also are you teaching your children attachment or love are you telling your children main badi hongi to tu mera dhyan rakhna dekh maine tere liye kitna kara hai that is again selfish that is the most selfish thing we raise our children so that they take care of us no okay of course they should any human being should take care of another human being na 
but you're raising your children so and you have to remind them you see i'm taking care of you you take care of me also even if you don't remind them in so many words you have it in your mind he will take care of me are these great sages vanapra sanyas there was no expectation that this child has to take care of me till the end we linger on because we think rast ashram full stop brahmachari ashram does not exist vanapras and sanyas ashram do not exist only this grast ashram exists and grast ashram also we do not know how to live we do not know what love is attachment is our entire thing with everything that exists around us this is something that we have to set right and is it possible yes it is possible to love and not to be attached yeah, to give and not to expect this, uh, like in our society huh. we have this uh, like no more attachment to the boys boys you will have to fly right so the more the attachment is more towards the son than the daughter because we have been conditioned like that so this is one yes attachment can we call it more attachment is rag it is rag there is a difference between rag and anurag anurag is a pure form rag is attachment when you know किसी राग के कारण यू विन समबडी इज हर्ट यू आर क्राइंग 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 मेरे बच्चे को लग गई मेरे को दुख रहा है अरे भाई ठीक है ना सो अ सिचुएशन सी व्हेन इफ यू आर इन अ राग व्हेन इफ यू आर इन अ राग काइंड ऑफ अ सिचुएशन यू कैन नॉट बी थॉटफुल व्हेन समथिंग नेगेटिव इज हैपनिंग बिकॉज़ यू आर सो अटैच्ड यू कैन नॉट स्टैंड असाइड लुक एंड एक्ट इट हैपेंस बिकॉज़ वी आर लाइक कनेक्टेड अरे लग गई देयर विल बी अ थर्ड पर्सन हु विल कम एंड टेल अस अरे ऐसे ऐसे करो बिकॉज़ दैट पर्सन इज सो इज इट वाइज फॉर अ मदर टू बी अटैच्ड Think of it. The third person will come. Arey, ye karo. Arey, book. Arey, boy. There are mothers who will stand straight and ruko. Ye hua hai na? Chalo. That mother is more useful than an attached mother, right? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, you know. Yes. आप क्या बोल रहे थे कितने? So there is a situation where there is somebody just continuing with her this thing. Huh. That person, because nowadays it's a small family system. Right. Like one or two children. Yes. And somebody is like almost on the about to go 80 years old aur unko yahi attachment hai ki mere ko ladka hona chahiye kyunki mera vansh chalega to is this attachment or moh that's just attachment it is attachment See, it is moh bhi what is moh moh is ki bas apni mukti se moh hai ki mere ko nahi what is moh we have to know what is moh moh is when you have delusion okay mm-hmm. remember we had done the Now meaning of yes. yes so more and attachment are two different things yes delusion is maya okay right moha kab hota hai when you are deluded mm-hmm. attachment and moha totally not the overlapping things thing makes you actually weak very so weak the moment is the actual love you are more empowered you like get like yes. this is back i had the same feeling the moment you think i have to do it huh because somebody needs it not because he is my son or my daughter you get like uh, power is it power it's empowering like maybe 10 lions yes yeah. i've gone through it few days back so we have experienced it's not it because just my kid yes no i have to take that person that soul needs it that is love that is love so love is possible and attachment is not needed 
and these two things should not be used interchangeably even when it is a relation as close as a child and a son now the second point is while you are doing everything your focus should be on what is your dharma that oil is our dharma our dharma is to purity to go back to our satchit anand swarup it is very well defined anything that takes you away from your dharma if it is taking you away from your satchit anand swarup it is bad desire anything that moves you closer to your satchit anand swarup is good desire that is the way to analyze it because otherwise we'll say no something good uh, they ask something can be good for somebody and something can be bad for somebody sit back and analyze first without attachment sit back and say is this act taking me closer to the satchit anand swarup or it is taking me further away and for you know somewhere we all want to be in that see when you push upon pendulum it wants to come back to that original position right so we are like that we are satchit anand swarup when we are moving away from our base we will know there will be something in us which will tell us ki ye sahi nahi hai but the children we call it as conscience but we have killed it so much that now even sometimes our conscience will tell us something wrong so what do we do shastra praman hai nowadays even the sages say you don't even listen to your conscience you have conditioned and killed it so much that you might think i am doing the right thing and i am moving towards my satchit anand swarup don't trust yourself also what is praman shastra is known as praman and nobody can say that our shastras are not in depth unke to itne rules hote hain laws hote hain points hain hamare mein points hain shastra praman go back and say ye galat hai ye sahi hai praman hai because now our conscience has also not pure but there was a time or if you really really start working on yourself you will know it's because we have stopped breathing yes <laughs> nahi and you haven't fed your conscience you have not fed your conscience so if you start feeding it it will awaken it will tell you till then shastra praman hai so in spite of so that is we know that without attachment now bharat ji knew his dharma his dharma was to reach satchit anand swarup so in spite of all this activity which he was doing before the deer came into his life he had total devotion and bhakti and he was walking towards it so in the next birth when the deer came he floundered right he totally left the path and he fell but in his next birth he had the memory why prarabdh exactly prarabdh because nobody can take away everything else will go a few days back somebody passed away within 3 days their house has been emptied and donated and how much effort do we spend nurturing this material things you know are ye purana ho gaya hai ab naya paint karana hai ab naya ye karana the day you go your things will also go with you you won't even know where they go is it the right use of your time and this is something which we have seen in our houses also person goes their things go and just imagine that person spent so much time taking care of that thing bit by bit or hey this is nicely food person gone thing gone is it worth the effort so what do you take with you your devotion to the lord goes it pays 
it is it becomes your prarabdh and you take it with you to your next birth and to your next birth that is the only thing that goes with you neither the attachment to the material things or the people around you or your kith and kin will go with you only that love to the lord will go with you and mind you love can always be to the higher not to the lower attachment is to the lower love is always to the higher when you see divinity in the other person you love that person right otherwise you get attached this was told to us by a sanyasi when we were in vrindavan we were staying in an ashram and we went to meet a sanyasi who was a doctor many of these sanyasis all these sanyasis nowadays have done their duty and then they have taken sanyas and there are couples who have taken sanyas if you go to shivananda ashram you'll see many couples who have done their duty and both mutually have taken sanyas and both are in the ashram after they are they are in the vanapras stage when they are ready again they'll shave their heads and both will be live as brothers and sisters one in one uh, in the female ring one in the male ring so it is not many things are being followed even now many people are still doing it we don't see it so we don't know it so they said love is always to the higher if you are getting attachment it is to the lower it is to the lower tendency because you are unable to see the divinity in that person the minute you see that divine you will love you cannot be attached because that divine is not only mine na divine is here 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 everywhere so how can i say mine okay so prarabdh goes with you with bharat birth after birth the amount of effort he had put in his spiritual journey was going with him because that was his earning and that is the only thing that goes with you nothing else with go with you uh we say that we have to be connected to god uh, no matter what we are doing cooking or yeah. how much ever possible yes. at least by us now how is that connected to be how to do that what to do conscious effort Madam? when you're cooking Marinde, yeah conscious effort bar bar get your mind it takes effort all these things don't happen they are a conscious practice which you have to if and it can be very small or very big it does not have to be you know you just take a small baby step that's enough because you're already moving towards it so it, the aim does not have to be very big but whenever you remember oh i'm doing something okay rather than thinking about Uh, what will he be doing in school why did my friend speak like that why did he shout at me so before leaving exactly, today exactly. tell yourself no why am i wasting my time what has been done is done my thoughts getting wasted on something yes. which is not needed. so connect to the lord and if mentally is not a noun sparan from the noun any noun even when the thoughts are wandering let the noun be there on your mouth constant effort don't reach out on the phone and crib instead give yourself time give this is my time I won't reach out to anybody else right now, even when you're alone. Okay, it will go away suddenly, and then you suddenly remember. You, it's practice. Yeah, like it comes by yeah, practice. Not even ten seconds. It's like I try ten seconds. Okay, just ten okay. seconds. I'm going to try not to think of yeah. anybody, anything. And so even when the thoughts are coming, uh-huh. even when the thoughts are coming, let them come. It is the mind who is thinking, right? See, in Bharat's case, he realized that I am the body. When he was doing the yagnas, you see. he was offering to the yagnas and whatever was being given by the yagnas he was offering back because he realized that all is him this mind is not me i am that divine soul right so 
let the mind think na what is he you don't have to stop the mind don't have to control the mind if we start suppressing something if we by force do something it will never happen it will come back with vengeance if you suppress your mind ki no it will come back by vengeance but let everything happen the way it is you start taking from your mouth like valmiki is a very good example ram 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 mara 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 and when it became ram he did not even know so he did not suppress any of his tendencies all he said is till i become as pure as ram basically he became ram so it's all right let everything happen let the negative thoughts come positive thoughts come because it is the mind it is not you you are a witness somebody knows now that something negative has come who knows somebody knows that i slept somebody knows that i'm hungry who knows so let it so that prarat bharat carried with him what else anything else that we are taking away just to add on to her like uh-huh. what helped me personally is namsmaran so namsmaran. if if you're doing something it's like bhom bhom or something it's just something coming is in just coming like yeah. so so i have a mantra that i uh, i was given when i was uh, had taken to see mala and <coughs> and all my mother or grandmother told me was that follow this i mean whenever you disturb whenever whenever you are in whatever state So my nani also used to say that your tongue has no job but to take the but name of the lord. But to take the name. So if this is tan 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 then you start making use of your tongue and uh, that way your your focus will shift slowly you will see it you calming down you quietening and you're concentrating on what is what is happening with you or what you're doing at that minute. So now the third thing is there are four most important five actually. When we look at uh, kali attacking all the others rest assured a devotee is protected and no negativity can come in the vision it might seem that it is happening but the lord is always alert mete na what happened in ramayan also we saw that entire lanka was burned what remained vibhishan ka ghar it did not burn at all and that ashok vatika was sita mata was singing other than that everything was burned in so many words it is said the lord cannot take any negativity being thrown towards his devotee so if you are a true devotee you should rest at ease why do the sages never go and justify or never try and do anything because they know that is not their job they have given that job to the lord if it feels right he will do it for them if he does not it is okay maybe this is what they need this mm-hmm. situation is what they need to learn learn so kali coming and protecting jada bharat <coughs> in bhagavat and in ramayan shows when there is a true devotee the lord protects him like this and this is an assurance given to a true devotee but then devotion being a true devotee we should ask ourselves we all know where we are yes. are we actually so we know so if we are then he is if we are not we so for him to be learn. we have to reach, reach. right mm-hmm. and now fourth and the fifth and the last thing many important things the fifth and the last thing is when 
Rahugana, the deer, who had to take hundred births, was born as a king. It shows what? Hundred births. Sangati. Satsang. And again and again they are going to emphasize, be very careful of your sang. A sang can pull you down. A sang can pull you up. Be very careful of the sang. What is sat sang? Anything that takes you closer to your sat, chit, anand, swaroop is sat sang. Sat ka sang which is taking you closer to truth. It is not only sat sang. It is anything that is taking you closer to your sat, chit, anand, swaroop is the right sangati. Which is not is the wrong sangati. And again, you'll say, nay, nay, but then, you know, it, then ask yourself, are you that big trunk who can carry five, uh, five, ten people and take, get to the other shore? Or are you a twig right now? You might say, no, nay, nay, they go sages, they are always surrounded. Are sages? They are mountains, you know, floating mountains. Hundred people will get on them and float across. Are you that or are you a twig? Even one finger and you will fall. So this is all self-analysis. We cannot say oh, the sages are doing, they are sitting with all the puppies. But are, what is your state? Where are you? How much have you earned? Are you a bark? Are you that Are you that thin twig? Or are you a big stem? Are you a big bar, that trunk of tree? What are you? We know ourselves the best. Nobody else needs to come and tell us. We know where we stand. So whenever we are looking at other people and saying, Wo kar rahe hai, let yourself look inside and say, how close are you to being that kind of a saint? A saint might eat non-veg and he will have no problem in controlling his mind because he's beyond it. He's beyond the gunas. But for you, that sadhana is needed. You won't say that, Sai Baba khate to hum kha sakte hai. That is the problem with Kali Yuga, you know. You look at such people... Not knowing where you are in front of them. You are a speck of dust and they are this glorious mountain. And you replicate what they are doing. Especially the negative ones. Yeah. Especially the negative ones. Because they are easier for us. So, again, satsang is satkasang. Anything that is taking us towards our satchit anand swarup. I was yeah. So uh, there, there's some very, very bad post on Facebook about Naga Sadhus and such, such disgusting post about Naga Sadhus mm-hmm. that uh, send them to Pakistan to fight them, all, all the, everybody will run away. When they, they, the people who are making posts, the photographers who are there in Kum, the people who are making these kind of posts, they don't even know the kind of austerity those Naga Sadhus do. No, they are, that's ignorance. And how powerful they are, those Naga Sadhus. Yeah. And, we, and they are all they are all coming from, um, the people who are making these kind of comments, they are all coming from Hindu families. They yeah. all are coming, I, some of them I know personally. The parents are like very spiritual, but they haven't learned the scriptures, they don't yeah. know any background. So, so here is the thing, they, they, they want to sometimes I feel that at least some, I'm not talking about other religions, but they're just two that I know. And they, they believe that everybody has seven days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And once a week, they are supposed to do this. 
like Fridays for Muslims or Sundays for <coughs> the mass. Here is you belong to a Sanatan Dharm which is giving you the freedom yes. and therefore yes. so there is nothing like Mondays is speeches or Sundays is speeches or you should do this. You so you are free and therefore you have decided not to do anything. Anymore. The problem Imagine is the kind of we are not free. Mm. We are ignorant. ignorant. We do not know that every day. every day. Not only every day. In the day also mm. When what is supposed to be done is mentioned. When you are supposed to get up. When you are supposed to eat. When you are supposed to actually copulate to have a child is also mentioned. So it is not that our scriptures have not told us. We have not made an effort to know. Plus, now the Naga Sadhu thing, just like Jada Bharat, he did not care. They don't care. The media... Or the other people, they are on their journey. If at all we want to respect them, we have to do put tapa and austerities in as part of our lives. No amount of refuting and feeling sorry and condemning helps. The change comes here. So make that change in yourself. No? Media to bolege jad bharat ke kitte logon ne kitna bolya. He was okay. They want to kill him. Fine. They want to, you know, ordain and you know, put ornaments on him. He's fine. They are fine. They are not bothered. They have come. They'll go away. Mm-hmm. But all the tamasha around it, let it be. They don't even care. So, what our contribution should be to be that change, no? That we want to see. Put in austerities. Be that walking example of what you want to show the world. Because words don't matter. True. So, that is the thing. Anything else? Any other takeaway? These were the five, six major takeaways. Out of them, attachment was the. Mm-hmm. It was like the biggest. But again, all the other are equally important. Anything else? No. So you uh, now when you go home, obviously yourself, you see yourself as 